Hey everyone, welcome to Yoga Land's Yoga Teacher Companion. I'm your host, Jason Crandall. And today, I wanna to give you my three best ways, my three favorite ways to teach yoga students how to breathe a little bit more skillfully while they practice. Now, we're gonna look at two different ways of working with ujjayi breath. And when we're working with ujjayi breath, at least in this context, we're primarily focusing on two dimensions of the breath the duration of the breath. So that's one of the great aspects of ujjayi breath is, and I'll talk about this in a moment, but because you gain a little bit more control over the aperture of the throat, the vocal folds, it's, an, it's a simple method to help people increase and regulate the duration of each in-breath and out-breath. The second thing that's really nice about ujjayi breath is that it produces a really light, aspirate, and sibilant sound, which is called the Japam Mantra. And like all mantras, they help harness attention. The third thing that we're gonna look at is just a really simple reclined method of breathing. And in that reclined method of breathing, which you can use ujjayi breath or not, but in this reclined breathing, we'll focus a little bit more on location of breath. Meaning, we'll focus a little bit more on helping your students direct the emphasis of their breath into their abdomen or their mid-ribs or their chest, wherever you want to do this. Now, I want to acknowledge two things first. The first thing is, any student will benefit from what I'm going to share with you right now. But the context that I find myself teaching this most frequently in is beginner's classes or a beginner's series. I have a, well, I'm recreating it, but I have an art of teaching beginners online training that I'll release in the second half of 2020 where we cover all this content. And what I find for me is this is some of the most effective content to teach new students because their entire yoga trajectory can be kind of formed on skillful breathing. The second thing that I want to acknowledge everyone, actually there's gonna be a third thing. And the second thing I want to acknowledge is, when we do ujjayi breath, there is a sound that's produced, but that sound should be, though heard, soft, quiet, subtle. Like, like anything we do in our body, we can overdo it. So when we're doing ujjayi breath, there's a subtlety to it, there's a quietness to it, there's not a silence to it. Um, but I don't want people from the next county over to be hearing you breathe. So you're not like pushing and pulling really intensely through the throat. There's a, there's a delicate quality to the breath, okay? The third thing, which we're gonna get right into right now is, it gets kind of awkward. And the reason that working with ujjayi breath, even kind of how we're gonna do this in a moment, can get kind of awkward is, and sorry, it's a little bit gross, but it's a little bit like chewing with your mouth open in public. It's breathing in a way that people hear you, like a group of people hear you in, a, in, a, in like a group class. It's, it's not intuitive, I'll put it that way. It's not intuitive, okay? So we have to understand that we are breathing in this way uh, because of the, um, the way in which the sound can focus the attention and also the way in which this method can help us regulate the duration of the breath, okay? Now, as we start to do this, everyone, as we start to look at this first technique, I'm gonna make you a promise, which is, Everyone already knows how to do ujjayi breath. Everyone, I guarantee it. And you know how to do ujjayi breath. 
It's just that people don't know they know how to do it. And here's why I guarantee that you know how to do it and so do your students because you know how to whisper. You know how to do this, right? So when you whisper, I told you it was gonna get weird, but when you whisper, you are affecting by partial, you are affecting the aperture of the throat by partially closing the vocal folds and that's producing the sound and that slower control, that slower gradient of how the exhalation passes through. So now what I want you to do, everyone, and this is first technique, and I tell this to people all the time. I say, look, this might be a little bit weird, a little bit awkward, but go with it, and this is gonna be so valuable. So what I want you to do, unless you're at like a cafe or something, but I want everyone to imagine that they have like a pocket mirror in their hands. And you can take that pocket mirror up to their mouth, up to your mouth, have, you can do this or have your students do this, you get the point. And then all I want you to do on the exhalation, and you can do it with me, is I want you to imagine that you are fogging the mirror slowly and smoothly, right? So I have everyone do this, right? So you inhale, and then you exhale. Stop. All of a sudden, although that is a mouth open technique, and ujjayi breath is a mouth closed technique, the function of the with the mouth open is the same as when we do it in a moment with the mouth closed, right? So we'll do this again, and I always have people do this a couple times. I always like to start on the exhalation, right? So we inhale, and then fog the mirror, exhale. And immediately what people start to get is twofold. One, they get that, oh, they can make the breath longer, easier. And two, they can produce that aspirant sound that is associated with the exhalation. So I start there. Then the next phase, everyone, is to imagine that you're unfogging the mirror, right? So you fog the mirror, that's the obvious thing with the exhalation, and then you unfog it. It's as if you're doing that in reverse, okay? So we'll do this together, or you can just watch me, but you get the point, but you gotta have your students do this, okay? So you hold that pocket mirror, you inhale, and then you exhale, you fog the mirror. And then you have people unfog it, which is And then fog it again. Done. So right now, everyone, people understand the mechanism of Ujjayi breath. It's very simple, like most things, when it's taught well from the beginning. So now all we have to do that is we have to do that with the mouth closed. But the mouth isn't what's producing that sound. It's the aperture of the throat. So when you close the mouth, it's the exact same thing. So you just pretend you're having people fog the mirror and unfog the mirror with the mouth closed. So one time, right? And I still have people do this, right? I know it's silly. I can't stand role playing. And I told you it was a little awkward, but it works, okay? So. You take the hands up here, you inhale, and then mouth closed, fog the mirror. Simple. Mouth, mouth closed, unfog the mirror. So what people start to get right away is they're regulating the relative dilation of the throat. They're increasing the duration of the breath, okay? 
Now, the second way I like to teach this is I get people right into immediate movement through half sun salutations, okay? And I like to have people do this, everyone, with their mouth open because it just, it plays into this known and immediate understanding of fogging the mirror and unfogging the mirror, right? And so I get people to stand up, hands the prayer, and again, I just, I always acknowledge what I think is the somewhat awkward thing, all right? Because that just kind of takes the steam out of it. So I'll have people stand up, I'll have them inhale, stretch their arms up, and then exhale, fold forward and fog the mirror. So they go, fingers to shins, inhale, unfog the mirror. Exhale, fold forward, fog the mirror. Stand all the way up, unfogging the mirror. And so on, okay? So these two simple techniques, they dovetail into each other really, really well. We have them seated, mouth open first. People will get it, I guarantee it. You will be amazed at how much more skillfully a group of beginners do this than like advanced vinyasa practitioners in a room. Because so many of us, myself included, we don't learn in these linear ways. And so many of us, myself included, we didn't, we didn't usually start with the foundations. So when you bring people back to a foundation and you help them un understand some of these techniques, how to do it seated, mouth open, then mouth closed, how to do it in simple half sun salutations, mouth open, mouth closed, it sticks, okay? Final reminder, be mellow with it. Don't like, don't tell your students to like amp up their breathing. Don't, this isn't like, you're not trying to blow the house down with this. All methods of breathing regulate subtle energy within the nervous system. So you're not like trying to, to like I said, you're not trying to like let the neighbor next door know that you're doing your yoga practice. But maybe if it's a close room, the neighbor next to you hears it, okay? Now, the final thing that I like to do is I like to get people reclined. So those are a seated way and a movement way. But then I like to get people reclined and in a state of relaxation for this third method. And I have a blanket here. It is not, although it is a lovely blanket and I'm happy to have it, um, it is not the world's greatest yoga blanket because it's, it's thin and it has a, uh, a thicker weave. So it goes. Um, but I'm going to show you how to do a basic pranayama accordion fold. And then if you don't have a blanket or if you're teaching students without supplies, it's all good. You can do what we're going to do just reclining on the ground, it's totally fine. Um, but if you are gonna use a simple pranayama blanket or pranayama bolster, what you'll do here is you want the fold to be about the size of a hand, maybe a little bit wider. So what I do everyone is I hold the edges, I pull slightly out, so I make the blanket just a little bit taut. And then I lift up and I fold over so that we have the initial fold, which is, a, again, about the width of a hand, maybe slightly wider, and then we stretch out, okay? And then with the hands, I hold again, I pull out. I don't fold over. 
I do an accordion. So I pick it up and I repeat that pattern. So the same way we started. So now what you'll end up, no matter how many folds you make, you'll end up with both sides of the pranayama bolster equal height, right? If you fold it in any other way, one side it's gonna be higher than the other side, which is not a good place, okay? And then what we do for the pranayama bolster, and again, if you don't have the pranayama bolster for you or for your students, it's fine, then you just lay on the ground. But if you do, you don't sit on the pranayama bolster, you sit in front of the pranayama bolster because you want the pranayama bolster to facilitate a little bit really light uh, spinal extension. So I sit in front, I lay back, okay? And then it's pretty inevitable if you fold the blanket correct and if you have a semi-decent blanket uh, that you'll have a little bit left over up here. So we wanna take that and then fold it underneath so it supports and cradles the cervical spine and the base of the skull, okay? Then we release the arms, we release the legs, and we take a moment of relaxation. Now, to get people to start this third method of directing their breath, here's where I like to just use the hands. So from here, I'll take the hands to the abdomen. I'll have people sense their hands, right? I'll just say, take a moment, feel the touch of your hands, and then direct three or four breaths into your lower abdomen. And you can either let people do that on their own or you can kind of guide it like you would for ujjayi breath. So you can say, together, inhale into your lower abdomen. Exhale from the lower abdomen, okay? And what I try to get people to understand is breath is by nature very diffuse. So it, I just think about this as directing the epicenter of your breath, right? And then after they've taken a few breaths in their abdomen, then I have them take their hands on their mid ribs, take a moment, set ribs, okay? Direct your attention to your ribs, direct your in-breath into your ribs, and so on. And then we can take the hands onto the chest, right? Same thing, right? Feel the hands on the chest, direct your attention to your breath, to, to your chest, direct your breath into your chest, and so on, right? And so how long you do this, I think is variable. But to be honest, when, especially if you are working with new students, a couple minutes, right? Like a couple minutes, like two to four, maybe five minutes, I would say probably max. The other thing about this, and I think it, it it depends on the style of yoga that you're teaching and the context in which you're teaching it. But when I do this, this more reclined location-based breathing, I will tend to do that at the end of class. Whereas the ujjayi breath, because I know I want to use that a little bit more, it's a little bit more dynamic. Um, I know I'm going to use that and, and integrate it within to the movement of class, so I will tend to do that work early in a sequence, okay? But if you're teaching restorative yoga, if you're do incorporating some breath work in a yin practice, or I can see a lot of different scenarios where you could also do this reclined location-based breathing at the beginning of class two. As a quick reminder, these are only a couple of methods of how to breathe when you breathe in yoga. Pranayama, like asana, like meditation, is nuanced, and there are many varied techniques. 
So these are not the only ways and these are not mandatory ways. However, these are the ways that I find after teaching students and trainings for so long, I find for me personally, these are the most effective methods to get people to breathe in a longer, smoother, <clears throat> and a more skillfully directed way, okay? So experiment with this stuff, take it to your students, enjoy it, um, and if you haven't already, go to jasonyoga.com and sign up for the newsletter. And um, that's it, everyone. Share this with your students. Enjoy.